Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coronation.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko. I am your co-host and one-third of the tripod, joined by another leg of said tripod, our fearless leader and founder of Coronation.com, John Dam Johnston. Haas Reuter, we thought, was going to be able to join us, but holy hell, John, in the last week, the world's gone insane. And uh, everything shut down, schools, churches, any sports, uh, which we'll talk to. But I was hoping that Haas would join us as he was supposed to be on spring break this week. He is uh, putting together uh, lesson plans for e-learning so that his students, uh, you know, of course, he's student teaching. His students can learn from home. And oh, what the last episode that we had here on the Five Heart Podcast, you recorded with Todd and Dylan, and it was all about wrestling, and it ended up being about a uh, an NCAA tournament that would never happen, was we would come to find out. News was breaking as you guys were recording that episode. It's been eight days since that Wednesday night of your recording. John, we don't have sports. We don't have a lot of things. Well, yeah, I mean, but this is largely a sports-centric podcast, so I was leading with that. But you're well, right. The, it, the world's gone. It, it, it's it, This is something that, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to have to try to, you know, my, my son is four. I'm going to have to try and be like, buddy, remember that two weeks when you were four when you didn't have preschool? Like, he's too young to be able to hold on to this, I, I guess, crisis you know, and, and look back at it years later. But uh, there are a lot of kids who, you know, they, they've never seen anything like this. A lot of kids? Oh, well, I mean, you know, it, it, <laughs> I, I, I think... I don't think he'll have any problems whatsoever. Because I think that the changes the world are going to see from this are going to be uh, very long-lasting. Well, I want to... I, I guess I want to specify. Uh, the last... I don't know, crisis, the, the last, I, I, I'm going to, maybe tragic, I don't know, but 9-11 was the last time there was really a stoppage in anything. I mean, you know, there was at least a, a suspension. They, they didn't hold, you know, baseball games. There's a very famous speech, uh, Jack Buck, uh, the legendary Hall of Fame St. Louis Cardinal broadcaster made a speech, the first uh, game at Bush Stadium back when baseball resumed, um, but you know, I was, you know, listening to, you know, other other media and they were talking about, you know, like when after 9-11, like Disneyland and Disney World closed, but for a day. And then it was kind right. of business as usual. And and all, everything's shut down. I mean, we are, we have as a society essentially hit the pause button. Yep. I mean, I'm pretty much stuck at home because I would be considered part of the vulnerable population, so... Um, I, I, I have been worried, you know, because I'm in IT for my real life, uh, I can do a large percentage of my work at home anyway. 
but uh, it's the fact that I really can't go to customer sites and, uh, y- you know, you're not supposed to really go anywhere, I guess. It's crazy in my line of work. Um, and what I do, if, if people are, you know, if they're new to the Five Heart Podcast, I drive a truck and deliver water to residences and businesses. And I have, on average, 40 to 60 customers a day. But some of those customers, like today, I was in a Walmart and a Home Depot. So there are, you know, hundreds of people, maybe thousands, that are in and out of those buildings every day. And we're still operating like hospitals. I was in a hospital today. And it's just it, the, the fact that we're still running, first of all, we all believe, well, we – Guys, in, in my position, we believe that that's temporary. You know, they're, eventually we're going to cease. But, uh, you know, there there are some basic services that do need to continue. I mean, my wife's a, a medical professional, and, and, you know, she and thousands, millions like her, they're going to still have to go to work. And, uh, you know, but the non-essential stuff, you know, it, and look, if you're a small business, I apologize. I'm not trying to insult you. Um but they're, you know, I don't know if anybody needs to get their nails done right now, you know. Um, no, but here, here's the thing about that. As a guy who works for tons of small business people as an IT consultant, a lot of those people would probably look at themselves and say that I am essential because I pay my employees. That's and fair. That one of the long, you know, one of the long-term effects or the effects of all of this are going to be an economy, economy that's seriously damaged. So... We, you know, I have one customer that uh, what they did is they've moved people around the building. So they're doing the social distancing. They're uh, doing the thing where only so many people can be in the break room. Uh, they're doing, you know, today I spent the day calling a bunch of their workers and setting up remote access for them. So there's a lot of business like that that I think they'll probably continue unless it gets to be really horrible, which I, I honestly have been trying to avoid the news because it's overwhelming. It is. And I still need to stay functional for my customers and I so don't. that I can help them figure out how they can get their workers uh, access remotely and keep their businesses as viable as possible. So, and I, I'm not, because reading the news, it's just a, it's like a being hit with a water hose. And I'm like not a high speed <laughs> mesh. <laughs> I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not shitting on any of those businesses. Uh, you know, the the sooner right. that everything can get back up. For example, this past Tuesday, I today as we record this, it's Thursday. Today was the first time all week that I got home before seven thirty at night, um, and it was Tuesday on my route that I happened to be in a small business that I've shopped at before. That I've taken my wife to. It's a it's a little clothing you know, boutique for ladies. And I, and I said, Hey, before I leave, let me get, you know, a little gift card so that when, you know, everything settles down, I can bring my wife, you know, we can do a little shopping, grab a bite to eat. And they were very appreciative of that. And then on the way home, stopped and got some barbecue at a place that I don't care. It, it came through out of drive through window, but it's still delicious. And it's still, you know, it's not a chain. It's there's only one of them to my knowledge. So I'm not against supporting them. I just, you know, it, it, it there are essential, and I use that word again, but you you set me straight. There are no, they're essential. I get what you're saying. You know, what I mean, I mean, like things like that. Yeah. Um, 
We what, still have to continue to operate as a society. Sure. What was, what was the first domino that fell that made you sit back and be like, oh, shit? You know, they're really the my wife walking into my office and telling me she's unemployed. So, walk us through that, because I, I mean, we everybody at Coronation knows the legend of Mrs. C N. Um, you know, she was she was our conduit. You know, for information a few years ago when our fearless leader was in a health crisis. You know. Uh, so tell us a little bit about, you know, with as, as much or as little information as you feel like sharing, but you know, what's your wife's line of work and, and what does she do? And, and she's a, she's a preschool teacher at our church. Okay. And I guess that because she's a church worker, she doesn't get unemployment. I don't know how that works, but when she told me, I realized that I ate stress for breakfast, stress for lunch. I had a, you know, like a a snack of stress about three o'clock in the afternoon. Then I went home at night and I don't know, you know, I did Nebraska football, which is stressful too, but compared to now, it's not really right. Now I don't do that well with it. And when she told me that I got really overwhelmed and, uh, what happens is I get a, I get a basically what's a comparable to a migraine and it hit me in about 10 minutes and my hands were shaking so bad. I could, I couldn't type, and uh, it was kind of nasty. And then I realized, you know, I mean, she just, she's, I think, pretty calm. Um, I mean, but and, you, and this I is... think the, the people, you go out and you look at the internet and you see an article and you go, oh, shit, what, what the hell is that about? Right. You know, and then you read another article and you're like, oh, my God. You know, now we're just finding out that senators sold off their stocks ahead of time including one that was on the Senate Intelligence Committee and uh, knew about this shit way back when and went ahead and sold off his stocks but tweeted that everything was fine. I, you know, the guy should be prosecuted if that's true. Right. I mean, and that's the kind of level of stuff you're – it's just like being pummeled with it repeatedly. So, uh, I mean, I tried to – I've tried to kind of avoid the news somewhat throughout the day because I, like I said earlier, I need to stay functional for my customers and help them, you know, because you're helping the people stay working. And I think if, uh, I, you know, if, the more people we can keep working, whether it's remotely or whatever. And I realize this, I realize the spread of the virus is paramount, but the better we're going to be in the long run because the economy isn't going to be as mangled as it would be otherwise. I don't, I don't disagree. Um, so you, you, you said the last time things shut down was uh nine 11. I feel like, I mean, I, 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 I'm not smart, I, but I, I feel like that's that when the last things, last time things really kind of shut down and the shit hit the fan was the 2008-2009 economic recession when so many people lost their homes okay i i guess because, for for my from the, the i guess for the purpose of of my example i meant you know like uh you know sports games sporting events being canceled you know concerts being canceled right. you know disney like i said as as minor or superficial as it is 
uh, like Disney World being closed, things like that. That's that's the type of shutdown that I meant. I was not, you know, I, in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I was twelve. No crap! How old was I? What year? What what year is it now? <laughs> Ivan in in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Um, so I, you know, I I got married in two thousand nine, but hell, I'm thirty seven now, and I don't have a damn clue about anything in the world. So don't ask don't ask twenty six, twenty seven year old Greg, because he's not going to have any any quantitative answers for you. Well, I think then you saw so many people losing their homes. And, uh, you know, for me, because I work with multiple businesses, I would just drive around and just watch the parking lots get emptier and emptier. And it didn't it did not affect me personally that much, because as a consultant, when people lay off their internal people because of a recession, they automatically pile work on top of me because they're like, we don't have to pay your health care bills and we only have to pay you when you're here. So. Uh, but that's what I was thinking. The last time that anything was like this, it was, you know, watching people lose their jobs and homes and um, just how bad it was for a lot of people that, you know, they went on. I remember a friend of mine <laughs> just, you know, he lost his entire life savings. He was going to lose his home. He talked about how they had to cancel all their phones and about how he kept signing up for Internet phone services for a trial just so they could still have a phone. Right. And I just was like, my God, how do you even recover from that? You know, but here we are 12 years later, 10 years later. And well, things were going well up until a little bit ago in the big scheme of things. And, you know, now, like you said, it was eight days ago that I did the last podcast and God only knows what's going to happen in another eight days. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, we were we were lamenting the fact that, you know, of course, Nebraska lost to Indiana. I mean, that seems like months ago now, you know, that the the Big Ten tournament was held that one day with those two games. And, you know, of course, Nebraska famously took third place in, in the tournament, um, you know, a tie for third. Uh, we don't know who would have won between Indiana and... And I can't even remember who who uh, Minnesota, and we we're pretty sure that Nebraska would have bounced back to beat Northwestern, but we'll never know. Um, you but, know, my my son, my rotten son, was home. Yeah, and he he's <laughs> he said I said they're canceling all the games. They're canceling crowds being at the games, and then. <laughs> I I hope you people don't hold it against my rotten son. I, I mean, he's not that rotten, but <laughs> well, the, I, the last I thing he said about basketball season, because he is a basketball fan, is you mean the last game we're going to see this game this season is this shit game <laughs> between Nebraska and Indiana? And I was like, you know, come on, man. Well, let's we'll get better. Let's spend just a few minutes on some levity in, in the face of everything and talk about that Nebraska-Indiana game because there were moments, there were numerous moments that I really thought that Nebraska was going to turn it around. And, and you know, they, they got within a bucket or two, and I think they even had a lead. Uh, and the Indiana, I mean, they just, they struggled to 
you know, you know, put the foot on the throat, as it were. Uh, of course, famously now, you know, Fred Hoiberg uh, got, you know, was under the weather, left the, the sideline with several minutes left in the game. Of course, the familiar face Doc Sadler uh, remained and and uh, finished out. But there were glimpses. I mean, it, we're, we're you know, using a telescope to, to look at, at the Nebraska ball season now, but but as a whole, there were glimpses of some real potential and, and possibility when you look at this past season. Am I right? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I'm not a great basketball guru, but I do. I like watching college basketball. Uh, I like what Fred Ho- Hoiberg runs as an offense. I know that the lack of a big man uh, would severely hampered us this year, although Yvonne Uedrago, I butchered that, uh, he showed that he really improved throughout the season. And I think if you see where the direction of college basketball is going, it's kind of going in the direction that Fred Hoiberg is going to have him. And I did tell my rotten son I look forward to the day we beat Wisconsin 100-40 to 40 in basketball <laughs> because I think that that's, you know, that's a real possibility because uh, – you know, I was at the Minnesota game where they, they scored over 100 at us, and I wrote about that in one of our articles. And, uh, you know, I, I looked at him and I said, you know, we were completely out of gas and shorthanded, and we still scored over 70 points on your team. So, I, yay, yay, you beat us badly. Everybody knew that was going to happen, but we were still scoring there. I mean, I tried to drag out <laughs> any positive I could and and that's I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong I mean I you follow it closer than I do um and and neither one of us are the you know of bangerangs and daggers crew but I feel like Nebraska at the end of this season looked an awful lot like Nebraska at the end of last season in that it's like oh we've got seven guys you know and and in the final game we had a couple football players Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think going to wrestling, I think the disappointing thing is that, uh, well, you tried to say keep it levity or keep some levity, but I don't know if that's possible. You looked at this, this year was the year that we were, we beat number one, we beat Penn State in the Big Ten, which was a big thing. I mean, we didn't beat Iowa, but we had a real shot at finishing like in the top two or three in the NCAA tournament. And uh, that would have been a hell of an accomplishment for Mark Manning. Um, yeah, and then if you move to baseball, I think the saddest thing is we're never going to see Mojo Haggy play again for Nebraska. Unless he gets another season. Well, that's the I thing. Is, they granted is, everybody another season, haven't they, they? They did. They granted them another year of eligibility. Um, I was listening to St. Louis Sports Talk Radio ESPN 101 out, out of St. Louis, and they were talking about how Major League Baseball is considering, uh, you know, just not even holding the amateur draft this year. But they were talking about, well, then you're going to have twice the the class essentially in next year's draft. You know, twice twice the talent, and you know, some some good guys are going to get overlooked because there's not the you know Mojo Haggy's one that, yeah, I mean, what do you do? Because he's a senior, he's probably going to wrap up his, right. uh, you know, his. Um, diploma you know wrap up his academic side of things this year 
How how does that work? I'm not smart in that regard. I went to a two-year school. Uh, but how does that work if you have sport eligibility, but you've – I mean, I'm guessing you have to enroll in something. You can't just be essentially you – you, know, you can be a grad student. Okay. I guess yeah, that, yeah. I hear grad transfer all the time. I guess that makes sense. So he's got to look at some. You know, uh, and if, if 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 they don't have a draft this year for Major League Baseball, and even if they, I don't know, don't do the NFL draft, then that's how it goes. I guess I've seen a lot of they. I see a lot of sports coverage people doing. Let's go back and watch this favorite game, or let's these were the best games, and we're going to show them, or we're going to view them, and. Uh, I kind of feel torn by that as the guy that runs our site. We really haven't uh, done a lot of that. And I guess for me, I, I, I honestly, very bluntly, I'm usually about the past is over. Let's move on and go to the future. And I know that that's really not possible right now because, you know, it might be bad enough. We don't have a 2020 football season. Whoa. Uh, if you whoa, pay attention whoa, to some whoa, of the guys whoa. that, yeah. I'll, I mean, you, if you, Pay attention to some of the guys that write for like SB Nation, the Banner Society guys. Uh, those are the guys that are talking to football coaches, and they're wondering, you know, are we going to actually have a season next year? Right. So the fact that we'd have to skip a draft seems inconsequential. But again, you know, eight days ago or whatever, we were in a completely different position, and and God only knows what it'll be like eight days from now. It's it's incredible to think that in the midst you know we we mentioned it and husker fans know but in the midst of spring football noah vedrill and brant banks the the last athletic competition for lack of a better term is going to be the big 10 basketball tournament you know uh at least for the you know foreseeable future um we heard, you know, there was the, uh, forgive me, I, I don't know names, but uh, I don't follow the NBA that closely, but there was the NBA player for the Utah Jazz who tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, there, you know, so they, obviously they suspended NBA season, they suspended NHL. Do you think that we're going to see any more of either of those two sports in in uh, this 20 or 2019-2020 season at all? Or do you think that those seasons are done? Well, I think those seasons are done. I mean, right now, you know, my wife tells I'm not I'm purposely trying to avoid some of this stuff that the curve we're on for the number of infections and stuff like that is comparable to Italy. And we all know what happened there. So, you know, until it starts flattening out, um, everything's off. I mean, every, yeah. everything you can think of is just not going to happen the way you thought it might. It's uh, I I tell you what, even, it's a scary world we live in. That and it's when when you don't have athletics, you know, sports. When when you can't go to a concert or a comedy show or in a lot of places even a movie. Um, when you know Hollywood or, or when when movie and TV productions are shutting down, and I'm not saying that any of these are the wrong decisions. But it's like we have we don't have any distractions anymore. You know, it's either and, and I I say that. Look, I know there are a million movies, or you know, if you have Netflix, you can join us for Coronation Movie Night again this weekend, probably. Um, but there are options, but there's nothing 
there's no new content. I mean, how do we, I just mentioned the coronation movie night, but our coronation is predicated on there being something to talk about. And even in the off season, we have baseball until June and, you know, spring practice. Then we have the spring game. Then we have, you know, summer conditions and uh, conditioning and, and fall camp and, Kids getting arrested for marijuana. Well, and stealing bikes, you know, depending on how long ago <laughs> you want to go back or, or um, you know, to, to to quote the line from Varsity Blues, putting their penis on the glass, the Alana's Club or, you know, whatever. You, you don't take it out and show it to the convenience store clerk. That's all I'm saying. Um, but it you don't realize, and, and I know there are some people who live for March Madness, and that's fine. That, perfectly acceptable there's nothing wrong with that but you don't have anything to buffer all the noise from the news cycle you know as you mentioned you you it's tough to just be on twitter i mean twitter's a cesspool anyway and granted so is facebook but um twitter and facebook uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing to break up that news feed or that timeline uh because it's all Hyper focused right now on the goings on, and information is valuable, but there's also a ton of misinformation as well. And in the social media era, and I'll, I'll even go in the 24 hour news cycle era, it's tough to weed out what is fact and what is, you know, uh, make believe. Or all of this stuff with people screaming at each other about politics still. I guess the only way to really kind of do that is to I, – I limit my time on Twitter specifically. And, well, I do that with Facebook too, and I think I'm, again, going to keep having to do that just because uh, I don't – it's not mentally healthy to just get pounded with bad news all the time. Right. I, I realize there's a – probably a fine line between that and, and putting on rose colored glasses. But, you know, again, you still have to maintain some level of uh, sanity and some level of uh, functionality for lack of a better word. So that's what I do. Plus here's what I, uh, I thought about writing some of the stories of my life that of all the stupid things I've done. And I'm still considering that. You should. And then uh, I've been sitting on a book about, you know, dying of a heart attack and recovering from that and the brain injury that came along with it. And I was thinking about putting out excerpts of, on that. And uh, I don't know if people want to revisit, you know, Husker sports, then that's fine. So is that, I guess we could do that, too. You, you, I'm not against it. Partially just answered you know, my, my next question. And that is in times like these, when so many other, again, I'll use the word distractions, but when our options for escapism are limited, what does John Johnston do to be like, you know what? I, I just gotta, I've just gotta put the blinders on to, you know, all the negative stuff. And I'm just going to dot, dot, dot. Is it, you know, spend time with your lovely wife? Is it, uh, uh, 
smack around rotten sun <laughs> is it is it play outer worlds and star wars battlefront incessantly is it <laughs> well yeah it has been and then i also uh i sat around i think a couple days ago thinking about um you know the, the stories about my mom that we said we were going to tell mm-hmm. and playing dances with my mom when i was a teenager because she, she was the dj and i was kind of the sound guy so the the thing that makes us unique amongst the Nebraska sites is we're not sports writers, right? I, I think we have a did. lawyer, we have a banker. I'm an IT consultant. You deliver water to people. Uh, we have a ranch babe. You know, we we have an <laughs> aspiring teacher. Right. We have we all have sorts of different too, personalities. Yeah. What's that? I say we have we have current teachers as well. We have right. a we have a guy who trains horses. You know. Right. So we have a huge variety of uh, backgrounds. I just, you know, if people want to write whatever they want to write, I'm all for that. What is, I don't know, we're, we, with, when there's no sports, I mean, like I said, this is the off-season, but this is like the off-seasonist off-season that we'll probably ever endure. Uh, what is your message of hope going forward? And then we're going to get out of here. My message of hope. Yeah, you have well, you know, uh, you, you I, have the ear of everyone, and yeah, it's up to true. you to, you know, uh, to to continue to unite us, bring us, uh, be be that beacon. John, I, I'm I'm putting a lot of weight on your shoulders, but I believe you're you gonna, are. <laughs> I believe you're gonna you're guess, gonna pull I us guess, through. You know, here's the thing. Uh, I think we realize that there are a lot of people going to get infected with this thing. I, I look at me and I realize that if it infects me, uh, it probably has a good percentage of killing me. And uh, I'm not going to worry about it. I mean, I'm going to take my precautions against getting infected and hope that everybody else does those things too, uh, because it is the vulnerable people that you're going to have to worry about and keeping the curve of infections low. But uh, I'm going to do what I've done for a long time now, since my heart attack, I'm just going to live day by day, and that's really what kind of what you have to do. It it is, and I think especially for Husker fans because it's right there in the Husker prayer, right? Day by day, get better and better. Right. Yeah. See, I I, I found a way. It's not a great way, I admit, but I found a way to bring it back on topic. Um, John, I, as always. I appreciate your time. Uh, this has been a unique conversation. I'm sure one of many that we'll have going forward, and we're going to bring in more coordination staff and maybe some outside voices as well to join us in uh, in these uncertain weeks ahead. And hopefully, maybe by August, we'll be able to talk about football again. I don't know. Uh, right now, it seems pretty inconsequential, and I can't believe that's pretty blasphemous to say on a Husker podcast, but... Uh, uh, it, it's we, we've come to that point where there's truly bigger things in the world. That's true. My world. dog, my dog just walked in here and started eating the trash. <laughs> my dog does it too, but but uh, don't 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 do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't eat trash. Don't be John's dog. Don't eat you know? Garbage. We didn't even bring up grocery stores. That's okay. Save it for next time. Yeah, why not? All right. We'll see where we're at in a week.
We'll see where we're at in a week. Hopefully, we're well, both you know, day by day. That's right. Uh, I plan on being here. I am uh, putting my quote unquote thoughts and prayers uh, in place that John Dam Johnston will be here and joining me. We hope that you're with us as well next week and every week during these uh, uncertain and possibly tumultuous times here on the Five Heart Podcast, where we remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red. And beat the damn coronavirus.